The Safaricom share price is it on the path of a free fall, and Ghana strengthens trade ties with Kenya. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. In the past few weeks, Safaricom's share price has been on a freefall, causing a bit of panic. The giant telco lost as much as 32.3% off its price valuation. Solomon Kariuki, Equities and Fixed Income Analyst with AIB Axis Africa, joins us for this episode to discuss the performance of the Safaricom share price and the possible effects it could have on the Nairobi Stock Exchange. The Safaricom share price opened in 2022 in the regions of 40 shillings, but started sliding to a low of around 25 shillings late in June of 2022. And at this point, we saw a lot of foreign sales, uh, mainly because of the upcoming general elections. So the temperatures had really heated up. And so most in, most foreign investors who drive the Kenyan market were trying to leave the country. So around a month from the elections, the prices were up in the regions of 30. And then up to around mid-July, whereby we could still see a lot of foreign sales. So during the election period and shortly after, the prices maintained ab- above 30. And um, around a month after the elections, that's when the free fall started. And at this point, the Fed rate hikes were starting to get rhythm. And uh, investing back home was becoming more attractive for foreigners. So at this point, they were trying to leave. And we also suspect that they were hunting for better returns across the frontier markets. And so the, the Kenya shillings also depreciating did not help at that point. So the deadline, the decline has been sustained in 2023, uh, touching to a low of around 15. That is during some trades uh, last week. And we see this as mainly driven. The recent decline has been mainly driven by... Um, a factor of around four things that we could think of. Uh, the first one is, again, foreign investors selling off. So this was what we talked about. We observed that in the better part of 2022, uh, whereby the currency depreciation in the local market, uh, Fed rate hikes making attract investment uh, in developed market more attractive, has seen foreign investors uh, exiting. Um, the second one is local currency depreciation. So the shilling, the local Kenyan shilling has depreciated against the dollar. And this depreciation has complicated the execution of sale orders, whereby we have seen some banks impose uh, minimum uh, daily access to dollars. And this has limited foreigners' um, exit in terms of executing the sale orders. Again, uh, the way we look at this local depreciation is that uh, most foreigners are not do not have a tidy outlook on the shilling, and so for them they would opt to exit now rather than waiting to exit down the road. So that's that is why they are all in a hurry to sell off and go. And then the third one is book closure. So the book closure for the dividends was on fifteenth March, and shortly after that is when we saw the prices actually the depreciation continue. So because most investors had seen the trend in the depreciation. And they've already booked their dividends. So for them, the best option is to leave um, and maybe wait for the share price to go down and come back again. Number four, and this is just a suspicion from us, is that it's corporate governance. So we saw last year um, Safaricom appointed a new board chair 
And um, I think late, late, also late last year, early this year, that, that particular board chair resigned and there was appointment of another board chair. So such things uh, or such uh, events tend to have negative sentiments for investors because uh, it's likely to dampen their long-term outlook on a company. So they might feel that the company uh, still hasn't figured out its own uh, management and that would then put them off. Also, given the fact that the interim dividend that was issued was was uh, lower than what was issued the other year. So this year, they issued 0 0.58. Uh, they had issued 0 0.60 uh, the year before. So that lower dividend then could be uh, causing a lot of um, uh, negative investor sentiment on that front. So uh, looking at it recently, there has been political, uh, there has been an increase in political risk in the Kenyan front. From our own estimates, we had seen that in Ethiopia because that's where the war was and that we suspected could slow down the growth in Ethiopia. But then for the Kenyan front, we have seen um, protests that have been organized to happen every Monday from the members of the opposition. Uh, and that has been extended to actually two days of the week. And there has also been uh, talks of uh, boycotting some of the companies and one of these companies is Safaricom. So from where we sit and from observation in the market is that we do not expect uh, the call to boycott Safaricom to have any material impact on the company, uh, be it the share price or the performance, because as we, as we see it right now, the switching cost for M-Pesa is quite high. So uh, most of the consumers cannot afford to switch out of M-Pesa because it's a main product that most people consume from Safaricom. And then you also find that most of the banking and uh, business activity have integrated in terms of uh, uh, business to business payments and business to customer payments with Safaricom. So it's, it becomes a little bit tedious or even inconvenient for consumers to shift away from Safaricom. So in terms of the share price, uh, that could be a pointer for negative sentiment, but that has not been seen. In fact, uh, since the pro pronouncement of that uh, declaration, we have seen the share price move out uh, to around 15% higher. So we do not expect that to have any material impact on the share price of uh, Safaricom or even the performance. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Gold prices rose to approach $2,000 per ounce in late March, the highest in one year, and was on course for fourth consecutive week of gains supported by a fresh flight to safety due to concerns about the banking crisis. The Deutsche Bank said it would redeem $1.5 billion in a set of Tier 2 notes due in 2028 as its credit default swaps surged to the highest since they were introduced in 2019. At the same time, Bloomberg reported that UBS and Credit Suisse are under scrutiny in a U.S. Justice Department probe into whether financial professionals helped Russian oligarchs evade sanctions. On Thursday, the Treasury Secretary Yellen said authorities are preparing for further steps to protect deposits if needed. Last week, the U.S. Central Bank raised its funds rate by 25 basis points as widely expected, but struck a dovish tone in its policy report and summary of economic projections. And for a quick trip around Africa, Ghana has announced plans to tap into the African Continental Free Trade Agreement to boost business relations with Kenya. As part of the initiatives, the West African state will set up an export trade house. 
in Kenya to facilitate business ties between the two nations. Ahead of the trade house, Ghana will host a three-day business expedition to showcase products it will be looking to bring into Kenya. Over the years, trade barriers between the West and East African states has been low due to regulatory barriers. However, with the African continent of free trade area, the biggest free trade area in the world, a lot of African countries are now increasingly trading by themselves. Kenya and Ghana were the first two countries that signed the after ratification agreement on the same day. Africa's Toto announced electrolyzer pipeline capacity has reached 114 gigawatts, with 61% of this tied to countries in sub-Saharan Africa. This is according to Rystad Energy Analysis. The African region has announced an electrolyzer pipeline of about 70 gigawatts, with Mauritania covering 50% of the total, followed by South Africa and Namibia. Sub-Saharan Africa holds a highly strategic position for the development of a successful green hydrogen economy as South Africa sits on about 90% of the world's global platinum group metal reserves, critical for the production of polymer electrolyte membrane electrolyzers. The major impediment to building these mega projects and associated infrastructure will be investment. According to Reisted Energy Research, just 13 megawatts of the planned 114 gigawatts has reached a final investment decision to date. The continent's access to land, low labor costs and renewable power potential has been attracting attention from further afield with Germany signing offtake deals with Namibia and South Africa. Norway has taken a different approach by providing $8 million of funding to Skartec, a Norwegian renewable company to develop green hydrogen projects in Egypt. These initial moves to accelerate as Europe struggles with an ongoing energy crisis and seeks new partners. Part of the recently released European Union Green Industrial Plan seeks to promote renewable energy and green hydrogen projects across Africa with an eye on establishing sustainable investment facilitation arguments to attract and expand regional investments. Thank you for always waking up with us from over 700 cities and 120 countries. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com, and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial, and you can find me at Wizardong.